Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today's Amr is Yudalad Amr Beis, but we're still a, we still have a few lines of Daf Yudalad Amr Aleph. We're up to the two dots on the bottom of Yudalad Amr Aleph, and the last Amr, the last Amr, we discussed the observation of Reb Chanina Skana Koyanim. And the Hoysafa of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Hanina Skana pointed out that the Kayhanim used to burn Tameh meat without worrying about the fact that sometimes one piece of meat had a much higher level of Tumah than another piece of meat. So it would bump up the lower level of Tumah. And we were not concerned about that because both of them were being burned. And Rabbi Akiva had added that from the days of the early days of the Kayhanim, they were not concerned about burning pussel shemen, pussel oil, um, in a ner that was tame, that was touched by someone who was tame meis. Um, those were the two halachas of the Mishnah that are relevant for today. And the Gemara had explained that the case of the Mishnah of the two pieces of meat was that one piece of meat was a reshine because it had touched someone who was an, av, uh, was an avatoma, and the other piece of meat was a shlishi because it had touched a sheni latoma, a vlad vlad hatoma, and the shlishi coming in touch with the reshine bumped the shlishi up to a sheni, and that's where there was no concern. Then the Gemara went through a discussion about if food could be metame food, and the Gemara said, that by chulin, food cannot be metame food. By truma and by kachim, it's a machloikis. And according to the Manda Omer, that by kachim, food cannot be metame food, so the whole din of the Mishnah doesn't seem to make sense, because then the rishain cannot be metame the shlishi. The Gemara said it's referring to a din der Abanon, that even if midairaisa, food cannot be metame food, but the Rabbanon were geyser that it can, and that was the chiddish that we weren't concerned about tumah midir Abanon. Ad Khan, that was yesterday's Amud. Today, the Gemara is going to focus on the addition of Rabbi Akiva. Hoysef Rabbi Akiva, we're by the two dots on the bottom of Yudalad Amr Aleph. Hoysef Rabbi Akiva, miyemeyem shal kaihanim loinimnu milahadlik. From the early days of the kaihanim, they, they, they weren't worried about lighting the shemen shal truma in the ner that was tame. So the Gemara asks as follows. Michdi. Shemen shenifsal betvul mai havi. What is the halacha of oil that became puzzle because it had come in contact with a tvul yoyim? Yesterday we explained that a tvul yoyim is someone who had gone to the mikvah but the day had not yet ended. So there's a minimal level of tumah. And the halacha is that a tvul yoyim has a din of a sheni. So the Gemara says, Shemen shenifsal betvul yoyim mai havi shlishi. So that means that the oil has a din of a shlishi. Okay, so now let's make a cheshman, the Gemara says. When you light that oil in a ner that had become tomei, because it came in contact with a tomei mace. Now, what status would you give that ner? Well, if it came in contact with a tomei mace, which is an av, so then the status of the ner would be a rishon. 
So then the oil, which was a shlishi that was put into that ner, which is a rishain, would bump it up to a sheni. So my havi, what would it be? Sheni. It would be a sheni. My komash malon. So what is the haisaf of Rabbi Akiva? What is it, what Rabbi Akiva coming to teach me? Shlishi mutter la sheni. That it's mutter to turn a shlishi into a sheni. Hainu hach. That's exactly the, the first case of the Mishnah. That's exactly the same as the case of the two pieces of meat where one was a Rishon and one was a Shlishi. And the Lashon of Hoisif Rabbi Akiva, the Rabbi Akiva added, sounds like he added a qualitative Chiddush to the din of the Mishnah that, that not only can you bump up meat that's a shlishi to make it into a sheni when it's oimid l'sreifa, but you can even pour the shemen shaltruma that was nifsal into the ner that was touched by someone who was tamay mace. But according to our cheshbainas, there is no difference between those two cases. Both halachis would be exactly the same. So the Gemara answers with a very important chiddush. Omar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, Hocho b'ner shel mateches askinon. The ner, the, the, which, which means, as we've explained, the, the holder that holds the, the oil, the ner was metal. What does it help if the ner was metal? So there's a very important drasha, a very important din in Hilchas Tumah that's related to metal. The Rachmana Omar, the Torah says, Bachalal Cherev. There's a Pasuk in the Torah that says, Bachalal Cherev. Bachalal Cherev means, it means a sword, means a, a, a body that was killed by a sword. But the fact that it says Bachalal Cherev instead of just Chalal, which is a dead body, Chazal Darshan, some type of a connection, some type of a Kesher between the sword, the Cherev, and the dead body. And that is Cherev Harehu Kechalal. That a sword is like a dead body. What does that mean? So this is a fascinating, fascinating halacha in Hilchas Tumavit Tahara. That the halacha is that although we've explained the science of Tumah, that the science of Tumah is that every time something Tameh comes in contact with something that it is making Tameh, that it's being Metameh, it brings it down a level. It makes it a, a level lower. But that does not apply to metal. A cherev, a sword, which is metal, is like the chalol, which means that if a sword or any piece of metal touches a dead body, just like the mace itself has a level of an avia voice the highest level of tumma, the grandfather of all tumma, so the cherev, the piece of metal also becomes tame on that level and also becomes a um a an avi avoisatuma and the person that touches the metal becomes an avatuma. It's as if the metal was the mace itself. And this is not just true about touching an actual mace. Any step along the process of Tumas Mace, meaning the person that touched the mace, the 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 the, the object that the person that touched the mace touched, anything along the path of Tumas Mace. When there's a piece of metal introduced, that piece of metal becomes the same level of tumma as the thing that it touched. 
And if that's true, let's make a cheshbon now. So if that's true, that means that this ner, which was metal, if it touched the tamei mace, a tamei mace is an avatuma, the metal would not become a rishon, but rather the metal would become an avatuma because the metal takes on the same level as the as the thing that was as as the thing that was metameit. So then you have taka chiddush over the case of the mishnah. Because the case of the, the first case of the Mishnah was a case of a, a shlishi that came in contact with a rishon. That was the case of the two pieces of meat. And this case of the, um, of the, of the ner is a case of a shlishi that came in contact with an avatuma. Let's read that inside. Vahavile avatuma. And in that sense, the, the ner becomes an avatuma. Because sovar shlishi muter la'asaisai rishain. And he holds that a shlishi is muter to make it into a rishain. Now the Gemara says, one second, there's a much simpler teretz here. Without having to say that the ner was made out of metal, there's a much simpler teretz that we could have said to explain how Rabbi Akiva is a chiddish over Reb Chanina Sgan HaKoyanim. Says the Gemara, Umay doich geid Reb Yehuda le'ukma b'ner shel mateches. What was, what pushed Rabbi Akiva? What was the push? What forced Rabbi Yehuda, I'm sorry, to say that the case of the Mishnah was a ner that was metal? Now we have a much simpler answer. Nukma b'ner shel cheres. Let's say it's talking about the more conventional ner that's made out of earthenware, it's made out of uh, ceramic, and that which was the more traditional ner. Umay hoisif, and what was Rabbi Akiva hoisif, what was Rabbi Akiva adding? So the Gemara explains something that we need to give a tiny introduction to. Again, we've been learning the science of Tuma and Tahara. And in Tumah and Tahara, we learned that an Av creates a Rishain, and a Rishain creates a Sheni, and a Sheni creates a Shlishi. However, it's important to know that it depends what is becoming tummy. And this is the way it works. It's a very sensible, logical thing. That the higher level the object that's becoming tummy is, the more sensitive it is to tumma. So chulin, let's say, which is the regular mundane day-to-day food, becomes tummy, could reach a shani. But once chulen reaches a sheni, there's no, nothing beyond it. When chulen of a sheni touches other chulen, nothing happens because when something is a when chulen is a sheni, that is the height of its sensitivity to tuma. It can't become more sensitive to tuma. But truma, which is a higher level than chulen, and because it's a higher level, it has more kedusha, so it has a greater sensitivity to tuma. So there, even a shlishi is tame. A shlishi by truma is tummy, like our oil in our Mishnah. The shemen shel truma that a tvul touched became a shlishi. If a tvul would touch chulin, it would become nothing. It wouldn't be sensitive to that. Because a tvul has a din of a sheni, and it wouldn't be able to be, he wouldn't be able to be metame chulin, because chulin is not so sensitive to tuma. But truma is more sensitive to tuma, and therefore it could become a shlishi. Kudshim, which means like karbonos, things that were in the base Hamikdash, 
Kachim is even more sensitive to Tumah than Truma. So Kachim, not only can Kachim become a Shlishi, but Kachim could even become a Revi'i. That means that if, if meat that's a Shlishi would touch a, a piece of Kachim, it would make it Tumah, it would make it into a Revi'i Tumah. So that's the first thing that's important to know, that when something is a Shlishi Latruma, it's at its last level. It cannot be metame anything else. That is the limit of its sensitivity to Tumah. But if something is a, tr- a Shlishi for Kudshim, then it can be metame yet another level. It could make something into a Revi'i. Why is this important? This is important because there's really two ways of referring to something that's tame. You may have noticed that the oil in our Mishnah is not called tame. The oil in our Mishnah is called pasal. There's a big difference between something that's pasal and something that's tame. Something that's tame means that it is impure and that it has the power to be mitame. It has the power to make something else impure. But something that's pasal, while it is impure, it's tame, but it is not able to be metame. So now imagine to yourself, you have a shlishi letruma, and you have a shlishi lekadshim. So according to what we said, a shlishi letruma cannot be metame in next level. A shlishi letruma is the end of the rope for truma. It doesn't, there's no sensitivity to tuma beyond that. So the shlishi letruma is pasal, not tame. But a shlishi lekadshim, because it can make even a reveal a tuma, so a shlishi lekadshim would be considered tame, not pasal. Why is all this important? Because of the chiddush of Rabbi Akiva. Because as follows. Because in our Mishnah, where you had um, a shlishi letuma of of kadshim of meat that was being metame orisha in letuma of meat and bumping it up. Bumping the sh- which was becoming tame from a risha in Latuma. So the risha in Latuma of meat was bumping up the shlishi and making it into a sheni, as we explained. Yes, it's true that it was raising it a level of tuma, but it wasn't qualitatively changing it. A shlishi lekachim is tame and it could be metame. A sheni lekachim is tame and it could be metame. It took something tame and it raised it to a level of more tuma. Masha'enkin by truma, in the case of Rabbi Akiva, a shlishi truma, which the, the Mishnah is talking about oil of truma, because the, we know that the Mishnah is talking about an oil of truma, even though the Mishnah doesn't specify that it's truma, because there is no scenario of pouring oil of kachim into a nair to light it. There would be no such scenario. If, 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 if oil of kachim became tameh, it would not be burned in a nair. It would be burned in the same place that we burn all kachim that become tameh. So we know that our Mishnah is talking about oil that's, a, that's truma, that's a shlishi latruma. Shlishi latruma is not tameh, it's puzzle. Meaning it's tameh, but it can't be metameh. So it's puzzle. When a risha in Latuma touches a shlishi Latuma of truma, it's not just raising it from a shlishi to a sheni, but it's changing its mahos, it's changing its identity. It's changing it from something that's tame and not mitame into something that's tame and is mitame. So that would be a chiddush that Rabbi Akiva is adding to the 
to the din of Reb Chanina Skana Koyanim. So that's what the Gemara says here. Nukma b'ner shel cheres. Let's not say this whole chiddush of cherev arehu kecholol that we said before. Let's say we're talking about a ner of cheres. Umay hoisif. And what was Rabbi Akiva moisif? The ilu hasam that over there by the case of kachim tame v'tame. It was. It's a tame and tame. You're you're taking something that's tame and you're making it a higher level of tame. The ilu hacha, but over here by the shemen shel truma pasul v'tame. Over here you're taking something pasul and you're bringing it to a level of tuma. So that's how we could explain Rabbi Akiva's chiddush. So why did Rabbi Yehuda say it, um, a, a, a explanation of Rabbi Akiva that he was talking about a ner of metal? There was another simpler teretz here. Omar Rava, Rava said, no, Rabbi Yehuda had an indication in the Lashon of the Mishnah that the ner in our Mishnah was not cheres, it was not earthenware, but rather it was metal. Because masnisin kishisei, because the Mishnah posed a difficulty. There was a difficulty in the Lashon of the Mishnah. My iria detoni ner shenitma betamei meis. Why was it necessary to say that the ner became Tameh by coming in contact with a Tameh mace? The point that you wanted to make was that the ner came in contact with an Av HaTumah. My friend, Rava said, there are other scenarios of an Av HaTumah other than someone who touched a mace. The Mishnah didn't have to limit it to Tameh mace. It could have included other cases as well. Nisni let it say, Shanitma Besheretz, that it became Tame by coming in contact with the Sheretz. The truth is, any Av that it came in contact with would make it a Rishon. So why did the Mishnah specifically want to talk about a case of a Ner that came in contact with a Tame Mace? Ella. So that means, so then, so it means must be, we're dealing with something that's unique to Tumas Mace. Elo ezeu davar shechaluka tumasai bein tumas meis l'sheres. What is something that there's a difference in the tuma between tumas meis and a sheres? Heavy oimer zemateches. We would say that that is metal. So just to clarify, just to make sure it's abundantly clear that this din that we learn, that metal takes on the tumah of the thing that was metameit, is only when the source of that tumah was tumas mace, specifically from a mace. However, if the source of the tumah was from somewhere else, like for example a sheretz, a sheretz is an avat tumah. If a sheretz touches a sword or any piece of metal, it is not a av but it goes down to be a risha in the The only time we say that cherev hareyu kichalo is when we're talking about tumah, whose source is rooted in chalo. So Mimela, because Rabbi Yehuda saw that the Mishnah is makbid, that this ner became Tameh specifically from a Tameh mace, he understood that we must be talking about a ner that was metal, and if we're talking about a ner that was metal, so the chiddush must be that even though the ner which is metal became an avatuma, because cherev hareyu kecholol, it takes on the same madrega as that which made it tameh. So the meat, so the oil was going from a shlishi not to a sheni, but rather it was being bumped up from a shlishi to a rishain. Still afal um it was mutter to do that. Okay.
Zakti Gemara, an, an analysis of Rabbi Akiva. Omar Rava, Rava said, Shmami no. You see from here that Kosova Rabbi Akiva, that Rabbi Akiva held, Tumas Mashkin, Letame Yacherim, Do'eraisa. You see from here that Rabbi Akiva held that Tumas Mashkin, the power that Mashkin has, Mashkin is liquids, the power that liquids have to, to, to extend Tumas, to make something else Tumas, that's a Dindai Raisa. Now, what is this talking about? Apparently, it seems, and this is a sugi that we will learn later on in this parak. it seems that there are Tanoim that hold that when liquid becomes Tumas, Midah it does not have the power to extend that tumma to be metame something else. Midarabanan it does, but midairaisa it does not have that power. Others hold that no, that mashkin is like anything else, that when it becomes tame, it has the power to be metame. And Rava is suggesting to us that he sees from our Mishnah that Rabbi Akiva holds that mashkin does have the power to be mitame other things midairaisa. How do you see that from the Shita of Rabbi Akiva? The isalka daitach derabanon. If you hold that the only reason that mashkin could be mitame something else is because the rabbanon were geyser that liquids could be mitame something else. See, he says like this: Hi ner, lahai shemen. Let's think about this. So the ner is a is a is now an avatoma. What is the ner doing to the shemen that's making it more tame? Right? You have this shemen shal truma that became tame. What is the ner doing to the shemen? The fact that the shemen itself is tame, it was always tame. Ilaf sule gufe, if it's making itself tame, apostle vikai, it was already tame because it was tame from the moment that it came in contact with the tvul yoim. So, therefore, what will you say? It's because now that the oil went from being a shlishi to being a rishain, it now could be metame other things. Oh, could be metame other things. Obviously, you hold that mashkin could be metame other things. And you don't hold like the shitas that say that mashkin cannot be metame other things. Frekti Gemara, what are you talking about? Even if it's a dinder abonon, it could still be metame other things midder abonon. Mimai, what makes you say that? Maybe the point is that it's to be In other words, let's say Rabbi Akiva would hold that Mashkin could be metame other things only midirabanan. But that's fine, but there would still be a chiddush in Rabbi Akiva that 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 it's mutter to take that oil that's tame and cannot be metame acherim, albeit midirabanan. And it um, and it and it's okay to make it into something that's uh, tame and oil that's tame that can be metame others midirabanon. So so what? Where do you have a raya? What made you say that you see from here that Rabbi Akiva holds that it cannot it it can transfer tuma midiraisa? No, even if he held that it can transfer tuma midirabanon, there's room for his chiddush. So the Gemara says a Yisoyed, I want to give the Hakdama, and we'll end the Perak with this Yisoyed, we'll end the Amud with this Yisoyed. The Yisoyed is like this. The Yisoyed is that there is a Takonas Chachamim, a Dinder Abanan, 
about mashkim, about liquids, that the Chachamim made for various reasons. And that din is, that takana is, that any time that mashkim becomes tameh, no matter how it became tameh, no matter what level of tumah it came in on, any time that mashkim becomes tameh, it automatically is a rishain. Even if technically, according to the science of Tumah, it should be a Shani or a Shlishi, any time that Mashkin becomes Tameh, boom, it automatically becomes a Rishon. There's only one exception to that din, and that is Mashkin that comes in contact with the Tvul Yoim, like the oil in our Mishnah. Mashkin that comes in contact with the Tvul Yoim is not a Rishon, but it's a Shlishi. But all other Mashkin... All other mashkin is not a is not will not be a will not be whatever level it would have ordinarily have been. It gets bumped up to a rishain. So the Gemara wants to say like this: If the entire cause of the ability of this mashkin to be metame something else is because of a dinder abanan, if you're going to say the Rabbi Akiva holds that mashkin are metame acherim only midarabonon and not midairaisa, so midarabonon, does it really make a difference if this mashkin is a rishain or a sheni? It doesn't matter. Every mashkin automatically becomes a rishain. So the whole chiddush of Rabbi Akiva will, will vanish. And that's what the Gemara says here. If you say that it's a, that it's going midrabanon, my area ba'avatuma. Why why was it necessary to say that the shemen came in contact with this metal nair, which is an avatuma? Afilu berishain v'sheni nami. Even if it came in contact with a rishain latuma or a sheni latuma, even. Nami tchila havi. It it also becomes a rishain. Tchila is a rishain. It's nami tchilavi. It also becomes a rishon. So this whole diuk that Rabbi Yehuda made earlier on the Amud that we see that the ner in our Mishnah is metal because we want to dafka be talking about a case that was an avatuma that made the oil into a rishon is not necessary. Everything makes the oil into a rishon. Elamai, what will you want to say that you wanted to say a case that makes it into a rishon midairaisa? Oh, but if midairaisa, the oil is not metame other things, so then it's not relevant. So what do you see from here? It must be that Rabbi Akiva held that midairaisa, the oil is metame other things, midairaisa, and therefore it makes a difference that we wanted to make it tame meis, midairaisa. The Tnan, as the Mishnah says, kol ha-poiseles ha anything that makes truma puzzle, in other words, anything that's metame truma, metame mashkin liyos tchila. It's metame liquid to make it into a rishon. Chutz mitvul yoyim, with the exception of a tvul yoyim. Elashmami no. So we see from here, de'oyraisahi, that it must be that this, that mashkin spreads tuma, that the mashkin, that, that mashkin has the ability to be metame something else, is a din de'oyraisa according to Rabbi Akiva. Okay, we're, we're, we're not quite at the bottom of the Amud, but this is the beginning of a new thing, so we'll continue this tomorrow. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myron McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 
203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.